So, so who I am is a person who's been through a lot from being shot uh, to uh, building businesses to losing them to almost losing my marriage to finding it, you know, to beating addictions to really going through the serious muck to climb out and say, I made it and you can too. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We've got a great one in store for you. In case you happen to miss the last episode, here's a quick snippet, and then we will get on to the show. You've grown your business for a large part with social media and continue to grow it. And so I think that there's still questions that people have of what is the ROI of this activity? You know, why would we invest the time to you know, kind of build our brand and to communicate, create content uh, when it's not necessarily right away producing the you know, revenue in the pocket? Uh, but I think that uh, you can speak really well to, you know, to, to how that happens. So uh, anything for sure. the community that you'd like to share before we kind of start with the podcast? Well, let's, let's begin with the end in mind in here. You know, it's, it's ironic that you start off with that question because last week, I didn't take it by the way, but last week I had a firm offer me $15.5 million for my business. So, so I guess, I guess I'd say to everybody, you know, when you begin with the end in mind and saying, is this all worth it? Okay. Well, when somebody knocks on your door and says, Hey, I'm willing to pay you, you know, eight figures plus for your business. Isn't that, isn't that what you want to have? Tell us Rob, what, what is your story? So, you know, me, let me tell you what I care about. I'm going to start from there. So I care about people. I've always cared about people, you know, um, whether it was pastoring the church for 10 years working as a personal trainer for, wow, 15 years or longer, or as a life coach, counselor. Uh, and I did all these things at different times in my life. And I realized, like, when I turned 40, like, wow, you've done, you've done quite a few things to prepare you for this season of life you're in now. Because if my vision is to help develop billions of healthy, wealthy people, like, how are you going to do that? You know, how, how is it going to happen? That, that's the thing about it. A lot of us have dreams and it's good. And I always, I've always had dreams, but now I look back on, okay, all the things that I've built up, my skills and expertise and knowledge and awareness to now be able to put together programs to help people. So, so who I am is a person who's been through a lot from being shot you know, to uh, building businesses, to losing them, to almost losing my marriage, to finding it, you know, to beating addictions, to really going through the serious muck to climb out and say, I made it and you can too. <laughs> so, so tell me what was it that had, that got you to really say you wanted to, you know, empower the lives of 1 billion people. What was there, can you break it down to a specific time that you thought, wow, I, I really want to make this type of impact. How did you get to that point where you wanted to move forward to make that impact? Two, 2018 uh, was when the 1 billion healthy was birthed. That's when I started talking about it. I've always had the vision of helping 
a, a collective, but the number wasn't as clear. And then as I began to study more about um, vision boards and dream boards and actualizing your, your, your thoughts, it, it was all about writing and being deliberate. So I had to come up with a number to have a target. So 1 billion became that. But in 2019, it, it moved. Now, it, the one came off and an S went on the billions. So now it's just billions of healthy, wealthy people. You know, and so that, so this year has really been uh, a groundbreaking year because of all the networking that I've done for the last 72 years, you know? And now using the technology that we have like LinkedIn and, 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 and webinars, master mastery group, it's just, it, it, there's no excuse for us not to be able to develop as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, and so break that down for somebody that maybe has been doing business traditional way and they're maybe not sure exactly how to leverage those. So what is it really that they have at their fingertips to really be able to, you know, to, to, to leverage all of that activity to create results for their business? They have communication. They have the ability to communicate across the globe at a, at a touch of a button. You got to think about when people wanted to actually talk at one point in time, they would have to travel distances, sometimes weeks, put a letter in the mail. The mail was a horse. You know, we've evolved since then. Right now we have the ability this week I was on the phone on a zoom call with England, UK, Africa, and DC within a four hour span. We were talking across the world, creating plans. So what you have to do is build relationships, use the platforms to build relationships. It's very important that people understand, the difference between coming onto a platform, being whatever it is, and friending somebody, and actually having the intention in building a relationship. It's different. Like a relationship means you are looking to see where you can add value for someone else. When you do that, it all automatically, organically flows back to you. And so that circulation continues, and then because energy is transmittable, other folks pick up on it, and it grows. So to put that in English, a person wants to utilize, really utilize and optimize social media platforms. They have to find out how they can help other people. Like, what can you bring to the party? You don't show up at the party. Everybody brought something and you show up, nothing. Like, what are you doing? And then you eat everybody's stuff. Like, what are you doing right now? Bring something. So how would you go, how, how would you go about actually bringing something to social media and to relationships to build them? How can you... Can you provide some structure to what you learned in that process for how to do that? Well, the, honestly, the, the structure is you through a conversation, you're listening to the other person and by listening to them, they're going to tell you what they're looking for. They're going to tell you what they care about. Once you know that, then you can easily, if that's on your radar, then you can begin to send them articles, videos, people, references, anything that's going to, help water the seed they told you they, they, they already planted. I mean, it's really just that simple. I mean, you can go deeper than that, but it's really not deeper than that. It's really about just listening and then providing. And sometimes it's just support. Sometimes it's just a tag. Sometimes it's just a reference, but you're staying on the minds of somebody. And once, like you were saying earlier, people don't know how much, people don't care how much you know, you know, until they know how much you care. They know you care because you showed up. And you showed up with something. Interesting. So one of the things I've seen and I've been impressed with, with what I've seen you showing up on social media with is the creative way in which you, you show up. And so with being creative 
you know, one thing you've talked about here is the communication, right? You don't have to be creative to communicate. So what does being creative mean to you? How have you, how have you approached being creative and why would somebody want to be creative? And last question with that is what are the ways that people can be creative to help them grow their business? So creativity is something that people think um, only special people get it, like a special fountain. It's no special fountain. It's actually the fountains down in your kitchen. It's regular water. And connecting your creativity to whatever you're doing, all it takes is you believing in yourself. The, the reason why people aren't creative because they say I'm not creative. So first it starts with believing that, okay, I am creative. I do have the ability. Then the way creativity really works well is when you got two sides of the brain. Let's, one's creative and one is not. One's analog, one's real straight. If you find a way to have the points that you want to talk about and real specific about the different points you want to talk about, you then with the creative side can go in any direction you want. Okay. You can go in any direction you want. You don't have to just follow the script. Um, for, for me, one of the things I do a lot is I'll, I'll look at a word and I'll look and see how that word is used in different ways, you know, and how it's being used and how I've used it, you know, and by doing that, it's just giving you a variety of perspectives. And that's all creativity really is, just bringing your true self, you're the author, to the event, to the party, to the initiative, and letting your true self impact the moment. And so in what ways could you approach that for, if, so if you're, you're on social media, you have your business, you're trying to figure out, I want to communicate more, right? So what are the ways that people can approach and be more creative with what they're doing than what you see other people doing? You know, that would really have to depend on what they're doing. I would say the first thing is whatever people are doing, like whatever you see everyone else doing, like, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, don't do that, you know? And really think about how, what are some other ways you can convey that very same message? Sometimes it's just taking the time to think about it. You'd be amazed. And you, you don't have to re, we don't have to like reinvent this. Everything's already been done. You can literally go on YouTube and type in ideas and you'll get examples, people demonstrating them. You know, it's really just about looking at problems from different angles or looking at your presentation your bullet from different perspectives and if you don't have them go online and just type in the word you'll get them now it takes some time especially if it doesn't just flow it will eventually start flowing once you begin to practice using different regions of your brain like that but if it's not just flowing you know you still have the process you know like jim rome says success leaves clues you, you just got to follow the trails so you just got to you got to look at what you would like to be or what you saw that was working and see what they did and just kind of recreate it. So you've got somebody that's a pretty straight shooter. Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing. They're excited about their business, <clears throat> but they're not so sure how to communicate in a different way to, I guess, be creative with their, with their approach. Mm -hmm. And they're really just kind of scared that they're going to produce something that's going to make them look silly or make them look ridiculous or that's not going to come out too good. Mm -hmm. So from getting from that point to where, somebody 
would be actually really excited about working with new ideas and putting it out there and feeling comfortable with what the outcome is. Mm -hmm. So from there to that point, mm -hmm. any suggestions or any, any ideas on? Yeah. Yeah. Fail often fail fast. Fail Got often it. fail fast. You're never going to jump past an uncomfortable zone, especially if you're uncomfortable, but the way you get through it is to do it. Cause once you do it, you won't be as uncomfortable as you were before. And eventually the momentum picks up. That's really it. And it's like, you know, I was coaching somebody who never spoke and literally people are more afraid of public speaking than death. It's a real stat. Um, but the thing was, I said, you just got to make the video, make it, do it. Regardless. But then I'm going to look at it and then I'm going to delete it. Don't look at it. Just post it. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I would agree with that. I think definitely I found that as you start to create, as you start to post, as you start to, to create anything, uh, you're going to find things that you probably would say, hi, hey, I could do that better. Um, and each time that you create, there's, there's something new that you see, you get a better idea, you're going to be a lot more comfortable after just repeating, 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 and having a better idea of how to make it better. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good, man. And that's it. Repetition is the mother of mastery, man. You know, yes. repetition is the mother of mastery. All right. So, so tell us, I know that you kind of gave us, uh, you gave us a, a real quick overview of sort of the, the background to this point, and you went over a lot of different things. Um, can you walk us through a little bit more of uh, kind of the, the, the timeline and are there particular points where you feel like you learn more in, your, in, in the endeavors that you're doing to get to this point? Yeah, I would definitely say the 10 years that I was a pastor, I learned the most. That's when I absorbed the most. Because when I became a pastor, you know, I, that actually practicing within that side of that helped me to cleanse myself. When you cleanse your mind, you just absorb better, you concentrate better, your retention is better, it's all better. And so I began to really notice just, you know, how I was showing up. And it, it brought me to the philosophy of self-reflection, course correction. You know, that's what, and he, fueled by humility, I think of it like a, like a vehicle, you know, and if course correction is the steering wheel and if self-reflection is the steering wheel and course correction is the, are the tires, then the fuel is humility, you know, and that's it. And, and that's what I, I came to in the last 10 years with that um, as a pastor, because I, I began to not only rise up spiritually, mentally, but I began to see more than I saw before. So I began to see people that I used to look up to. I noticed that, wow, I was looking up to them. I was looking up to them, but why was I looking up to them? You know, so it's like those 10 years, because um, not only was I a pastor, I was a personal trainer. So I was helping people lose weight and, and get in shape and get ready for their wedding. I mean, so those are some very powerful experiences. People coming to God, losing weight, getting back, getting off medication. Uh, it was just a, a really good run, man. Okay, <clears throat> that's great. So what I'm hearing here, are a couple of things, self-awareness, developing self-awareness. Mm -hmm building relationships and communicating with people, showing up, mm -hmm. putting information out. And, and those are some key takeaways that I'm, I'm hearing yeah. here. Yeah, that's good. That's good, man. And then <laughs> I guess the other point is with social media now, the, the speed and ability that you can communicate. That, that's where it seems like we're, we're at. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we are, we're moving at light speed, ladies and gentlemen. Light speed. We, we can build relationships at internet speed. And so, you know, done with a sequence and strategy, 
and there's there's, there's nothing we can accelerate. <laughs> so is it is it all about relationship? Is that the key to business? No, absolutely not. Because you because you you can build relationships and have nothing. You know, you know there's 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 a few things I haven't broken this down bullet by bullet. I could take off the top of my head exactly what I believe it is. You know, relationships are the foundation, right? Because those are the people. That's the heart. But then you need capital, you know, because if you don't have capital flowing through, there is no business. You can't make an impact without income. But when you improve, when you increase your impact, you increase your income. So it's important for the relationships, but it's also it's also important for your strategy. Um, when I say strategy, I mean your strategy for monetization. Like what is that strategy? Super important that you understand it. A lot of people build a business and they, they, they're putting down revenue models, but there is no strategy. Strategy meaning who is your end consumer? Who are you trying to target? Who is your audience? Who do you want to serve? Who are they? Where are they? What do they like? If you haven't done all that, then you haven't done the strategy. Once you've done that, now that's the other leg. So now you, you got your network, got your community, got the people, you got your strategy. Those are two pretty good things. Now, now you need intelligence, you know, I let that be the middle, meaning you need the right team of people. Like, I don't know what you know, Earl, you know, I don't, you, how you do what you do is pretty phenomenal. You know, we're two different superheroes uh, together. You know, we, we're, we're the content lead, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? So it, that's, that's how it works, man. So I, I believe those, those three are the, the three main veins because the people meaning the, the network, you know, the, the intelligence and the strategy. Got it. All right. That sounds like a lot. So let's do this. I know that from here we were talking about creativity, talking about business. Let's talk a little more about, so at this point, what's next for you? What are you, what are you currently working on? And so what's, what's, uh, yeah, what's next for Rob House? What are you working on? Man, listen, my, my, my vision is to develop, help develop billions of healthy, wealthy people. Um, and so to do that, you need a strategy. So to work with my young people, I have Camp Fit. That's our, our, our summer camp, eight-week program. We're working with kids, high school, middle school, just helping them get emotionally intelligent, get in the best shape of their life, prepare themselves for the future, All right? So that's the future. Then we have experts on stage and small business CEO. I'll just say experts on stage because that's like the forward-facing brand right now. And that's essentially like an international chamber of commerce, a virtual chamber of commerce for coaches and speakers, trainers, authors, subject matter experts that create content that help people. We're a platform for them to, to network, like we're talking about. We have a strategy. We have some tools, some technology tools for them, as well as we have an online learning center that can help with their intelligence. So everything's within that nucleus to do what we just talked about. I didn't know we even planned this. That's good, man. Great. <laughs> nice. Tell us about, so you mentioned some of the learning tools, you know, so uh, what types of learning tools do you have there that are for entrepreneurs to help them in their pursuits? Man, let's call it, let's call it a, a learning shed, not tools. It's the whole shed. we got a university. So, so like Udemy or Teachable or uh, whatever other online learning center you've ever seen, this is what we have. It's called, you know, Abundant Society. It's our own learning center, learning management system. So, you can take courses. Um, you can put our, our, our experts can put their own courses in. But the beauty about it, which is not on most of these online learning centers, we have a forum. So inside of the classes that you take, you know, there's also a discussion group. So 
So I'm like, Earl, you know, I, 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 took, I took your LinkedIn mastery course and I'm, I'm on here now and I'm, I'm asking questions. We can actually conversate. So it's the students can talk with the professors and it's how you build that community. Sweet, sweet, mm -hmm. sweet. Mm -hmm. Great. So let's do this. Thinking of, of creativity, right? Mm -hmm. You've probably done some silly things that turned out not so good, right? You were like, oh, maybe I should have done it differently. You've probably done some, some things that were really kind of interesting. You're like, wow, that turned out phenomenal. And we had this result. Can you tell us maybe some learning experiences or some of the experiences that you've had with creating, creating something creatively and it either working out really well or it being a particular lesson? Oh my gosh. So yeah. Oh, I want to, I want to, this sounds better. Is that my louder now? It's about the same. Okay, good. Cause I don't like that thing there. Okay. This is the greatest learning experience of my natural life right here. Fit world. Okay. Fit world. Tell us about fit world. That is this, that question you said, man. Wow. John Maxwell said, you want the best answers, ask the best questions. That was it. Because that was the greatest learning experience of my natural life. I was working on this platform, this app called FitWorld. And this was about two years ago. And the vision for FitWorld was a place where coaches, personal trainers, psychologists, anybody who helped people could build, have a platform. We build their, we would build their page for them. And they'd be a database to where the community could come and say, hey, okay. Uh, I like this guy, I like this doctor, I like this. Look at their profile, connect with them, and then there was an interface like this to where they could have their session if, they, if desired. It was called Fit World. I thought it was phenomenal. It was, it was just, I was crying. I was so happy about how fast I knew we would change the world with a platform like this. And then everybody began to fall off. Everything began to fall apart. It was almost like, leaves as they begin to die. It was so bright, like, oh, wow, this is great. Now the color's changing. Okay, well, that's fine. Wait a minute, they're crumbling. All right. No leaves? Just me. Damn. <laughs> I was like, yo, what happened? Oh, I know what happened. You were supposed to learn. So through that whole experience, I learned what not to spend. I learned about buying the right technologies at the right time and how to assess that. I learned Facebook advertisement because I dove in it hard for a year and a half. I learned about apps and app stores and how you build apps and some of the components and the specs to then a year and a half later, actually almost a year later or less, less than a year later, I meet this guy by the name of Glenn Garns. And he's building his, he has his, not building, he has his platform. It's exactly like FitWorld. I mean, very similar. The only thing missing is this, it, it is kind of communication, which is, it's fine, crazy. So now I become the co-founder, I get a partner, a friend, and I'm the co-founder of something that was created 
And now I know how to step in and be a co-founder and a leader because I was already creating it. But all that had to crash and burn for me to be able to get, get on this ship. <laughs> nice. So here's one thing I'm hearing from there is that as you create, you learn. If you fail, you learn. Or if it doesn't turn out, but it happens from the moment of creation. Mm -hmm. You have to create to move forward, to learn, to fail, to succeed. Yeah. But it happens from the moment of creation. Yeah. Maybe we could say that the necessity for creativity is that it's the impetus of, I don't know, maybe that's, so, <laughs> so it's, it's a creation. It's, uh -huh. you know, everything starts from creation uh -huh. and we have to be creative to create things. But what we create, it's, we're going to learn. Maybe we learn some things and find mm -hmm. something even better. Yep. Yep. And the, the and the thing and the thing is just fail forward and just keep failing. Like my daughter, man, she's singing now. She's always been singing, but she did something different. Like she's been singing. I know she can sing. We knew that she could sing, but like six days ago, she did something different. Different. And I've been telling her, I said, "You just gotta fail. You gotta be. You gotta crack." So she didn't want to crack. I said, Let your voice crack. Because when you fail, you begin to find yourself. That's how you find everything. So what she's done, Earl, is she's now allowed herself to fail. And by doing that, she went from here as a singer to here because she allowed herself to fail, which is failing forward. And if you don't, so creativity is a, it can be an uncomfortable place, right? Because you're testing new waters. You're trying to create something new. So when you step into the uncomfortable waters and you try to create, at that point you could definitely fail, but you won't be able to learn whatever that is. I think I just had it. Mm -hmm. So basically, unless you create, you're not really going to get to a point where you could learn or grow. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you have to try to be creative. And it may take a lot of failures till you realize, yeah. Yeah. oh, wow, this is a step in the direction of how to do it. Oh man. You would never have learned it. You never have learned it. So that's why you have to be creative. You have to. There's so many things that I've learned just because I kept failing. I kept moving. I kept moving. I kept moving. You just gotta keep moving. I mean, you never just sit and wallow in what was wrong and what didn't feel right. You just keep moving because we evolve. We're creatures who evolve unless we stop ourselves, <laughs> you know? That's perfect. Now, I, I would like to ask this then too. So, so you learned that with this creative endeavor of yours, you really jumped all in and it didn't quite work out, but it evolved into something new. Anything else comes to mind for you of a real big endeavor? You put everything out and you learned a different lesson in business than what you initially had thought. Does anything else come to mind for you? Well, when I started my first company, moving company at 23, you know, it was, um, it was a tremendous experience. And we, I mean, we're making like, you know, $10,000 a week. It was crazy. It was like insane what was happening. Um, but the biggest lesson that I learned is that you have to be very cautious and, un and be very clear about the people that you go into business with and you bring around you. A tre tremendous lesson. Because when you, it's almost like, you know, you got a house and you just leave the door open. 
And you're just letting anybody come in. And anyone's just coming in. And get and a lot of folks just come in and go out and come in and go out, but some don't just come in and go out. You know what I'm saying? Like some don't, some come in and, you know, they, they're doing what they shouldn't be supposed to be doing. And that can be in a whole lot of different ways. Point is, that made me really, really begin to think about and assess why am I going into business? Why am I in relations with this person? Like, what is the motive? What is my motive and what is theirs? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Big. Super interesting. Super interesting. I've been hearing that a lot from other entrepreneurs as well. Uh, the importance of going into business with the right people. Mm -hmm. That seems to be a really common theme. Real specifically, that's come up actually in some of the previous podcasts here. So how, how did you, so from there, you learned that, that lesson. So what is it that you do differently in then determining who you will go into business with so you don't run into that same issue? Well, I got this thing called uh, check all motives, every motive at the door, you know, I check every motive at the door. So what is my, the motive is what motivates you? What's, what's motivating you? What's at the heart? You know, because you got two guys giving out turkeys, you know, one guy's giving out turkeys because he loves to give out turkeys to people. And one guy's giving out turkeys so everyone can see him give out turkeys. They're both giving out turkeys, but two different motives. So it's, it's very important that you understand what your motives are and what other people's are. Like, that's the first. And the thing about it is, when you're clear about your motives, you only align with those who share them. Because when they don't, you'll feel that. But if you don't have your motives together, you know, it's kind of like Russian roulette with that one. Very interesting. Well, we just broke down a lot of different super interesting and valuable ideas that I think are super actionable and critical for anybody looking at being in business. Yeah. So thank you, Rob. You any, other, any other thoughts that come to mind for you or something to, to uh, another point to talk about or another question, another area, anything yeah. else that you want to share? Yeah. Well, I, I do want to go back to the three um, ingredient formula for total life fulfillment. So it's, it's one formula and it's, this formula can work in any area of your life. I mean, your business, your relationships, um, sports. If you want to be at your absolute best, total fulfillment in whatever area, this is the formula. 100% guaranteed to work. No fine print. Nobody talking fast at the end. Okay. This is a real deal. Holy field. I know I'm a user. Okay. This is what it is. It's self-reflection, course correction, and humility daily, daily. When I say daily, I mean, literally at the end of the day, when I say self-reflection, that means you are literally looking back and assessing how you showed up, how you were thinking, what was your perspective? What could you have done better? You're looking at that. And by doing the self-reflection, you're then able to do what's called course correction. You can adjust, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that. You know, next time I'm gonna do this. You know, you know, I probably should go to that meeting. Whatever the thing is, you're gonna be able to do that accurately because you self-reflected. And you course correct it. And that's important that you get that last ingredient, that last ingredient, which is humility. Because humility gives you the eyes to be able to look accurately. Because if you don't have humility, your self-reflection is going to be jacked up anyway. You're still going to be going the wrong way. Because you're all into yourself and you're not seeing the big picture. And humility really, again, that's always, to me, it's putting other people first. You know, like if you do that, if you don't know how, what, how to figure it out, 
just put other people first. With that, it would naturally be built in you. You know, there's a lot of times you know, we're, we're all about ourselves because it's us. We got to, to some extent, but we can get lost in there. So think about other people. So daily, self-reflection, course correction, and, that, and with that humility. Let me tell you how it works in sports. You know, I was playing football. I was on, on the line, the wide receiver, big cornerback, defender. I couldn't get off the line. Boom, boom. He hit me. He bumped me off the line, and I couldn't even move. And so like, this is like, you know, that was first down. That was second down. So I'm on the ground. I get up. I'm walking back to the huddle, and I'm self-reflecting on what just happened. This guy's big. He put his hands on me. So my course correction is instead of running the same route, when I get back to the line, I'm going to actually jab step out, and then when he goes that way, I'm going to go in. Course correction. The boss hike, he goes to do what he does. I've, always, I've course corrected now, and I'm past him. I run the post, catch the pass, score a touchdown. That wouldn't have happened if I didn't self-reflect because the self-reflection allowed me to then review what had happened. The self-reflection in my marriage allowed me to review how my wife perceived me. The self-reflection in my business allowed me to say, you know what? Those people in fit world weren't bad. I just had the wrong perspective about everything. I didn't know enough. It's like, wow. By doing that, now it allowed my brain to grow some more to prepare me for the next. So now I've course corrected. So self-reflection, course correction with humility, that formula, ladies and gentlemen, you will win every time. Just take a dose. Just just pop, pop it, you know, a couple times a day, pop it. Awesome. I would recommend everybody write that down. And now here's, here's a follow-up question for that. Somebody looks at this and say, okay, we need self-reflection, course correction, and humility. Mm -hmm. But we have no idea of how to start cultivating that more. What resources would they go to? What would be the daily activities? What would be the best way for somebody that's not sure how to start getting better at those things? to be able to do so? Okay, one, follow me, you know, follow me. That's, that's the best thing you can do, because like, like we said earlier, man, you want the best answers, ask the best questions. You bring the question, and trust me, the answer is very close. If it's not here, it's close. Okay, that's one. Two, utilize the stuff we have. We have this thing called the internet. There's no reason, anything you want, just talking to your phone, even a nice young lady, you got to get Siri on here. She's doing interviews and stuff, I heard. You gotta She's get right her. here. She's right here. <laughs> we love you, Siri. You just ask the question. That's how you start it. Like, what do you want to do? Well, I want to learn how to get more focused. Type it in YouTube. Look for the video with the most amount of views and a less amount of time. Because if it has a lot of views, a lot of folks watch it. And if it has short time, it means they get to the point. There's no excuse. Information's out there. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Great, Rob. Well, thank you so much. So in this case, uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us and everybody follow Rob. Follow me, man. RobHowSpeaks.com. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Mastery, where entrepreneurs go to network and learn how to attract their ideal clients via LinkedIn and broker powerful connections worldwide. Be sure to visit us at LinkedIn Mastery on Facebook. Be sure to replace the Y with three E's and join us at LinkedIn Mastery. Enjoy this sneak peek of the upcoming episode. And if you like what you've heard, 
be sure to subscribe so you get first notification of all upcoming episodes. And if you really like us and you want to help more people hear us, be sure to write a review, a five-star review, and let everybody know how Errol helps entrepreneurs. So they get to see you. They may turn around and say, hey, we've heard of that guy. We know that person. We'd like to have him at our school at XYZ. Uh, when there's a social event, um, that's it may cost you a little money to go to the social event, uh, but go there and um, shake hands and things like that. But the key thing is once you connect with people, um, you have to be an asset. In some way, form, you have to be an asset. It's just like a marriage. You know, it's just like a marriage. It's just like a business relationship. The moment you start to slide into the liability category, that's when people cut ties with you. So you always have to be an asset, whether it's, hey, I have a show. I can bring you on my show. Hey, I have a book, and I want to include you in my book. Hey, I have a foundation. We do these cool things in the community. I would love to have you involved. Hey, I know someone that you know. So the first thing is, you know, when you communicate, you're listening to what someone else is driven by. You're, looking, you're listening to what someone else wants. 